Hey, welcome back to the Trust God Bro, 12 Days of Christ Christmas Christ Centered Miss. I still can't believe I keep messing that up. I know it doesn't roll off the tongue, but I've been doing an advent on the 12 days of Christmas, and each day is an attribute of God, and we're talking about what it means to see more of God through the face of the gospel and his attributes. And so today we're talking about God's humility, and this is the 11th day of the 12 days of Christ Center Miss. And it's just so a need in our lives just to, to hear the gospel. And today's Christmas Eve, and so I think a lot of people are excited, and I, I wish everyone uh, a Christmas, a Merry Christmas Eve. I mean, even as I speak right now, my sisters are making hot chocolate and cookies, so. <laughs> but in thinking about God's humility, I think it's it's really big. And just thinking about Christ as he's on the cross, I mean, he could have brought down thousands of angels, but yet he had the the strength and, and the power but the real power was just going to the cross and saying, it's like, I, I, I want to do this um, because I love you. And I'm just really excited to talk about it. So uh, trusting God's humility, his humility. When we think of the incarnation, this is one of the many character traits that we think about for God. So in light of the previous day, God leaves the everlasting glory that he delighted in to bring us into his love. So Jesus... The first missionary was so driven by God's love that he was willing to abandon everything that he ever loved or cherished. So even the very reason why he pursued the cross, like his glory, he left that to bring us into his glory and his love and his patience and kindness. And so that is the humility of God. So God's glory is sweet because it's not one-sided. It has lots of different parts to it. So God is glory is also gloriously humble and so being perfectly humble is a part of this and so he is worthy of praise but at the same time he counts himself as nothing for our reconciliation so you see this like double side to god's glory of being worthy yet he's also so humble uh, to come down to us and so this is the example and it enables us us to be humble uh, through Christ. And so in Philippians 2, this is where a lot of uh, will be the day. So have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though was he was in the form of God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. And this is what true humility is. It is Christ serving, it is Christ thinking of us, becoming low, associating with the low and the poor, the weak, the lepers not counting his honor as anything, experiencing hunger pains. The God who created everything is now obeying his earthly parents. And so Christ has a huge heart for sinners and sufferers because of his humility. And the book Gentle and Lowly by 
um, Dane Ortland, he talks about how this is Christ's heart, and it really is um, because he's so humble and he just loves to, to to glorify himself through this way, and it's part of his glory of him associating with the poor and the weak. And so, his high estate doesn't keep him from getting into our messy lives. In fact, God really loves getting into our messy lives, and when we really uh, get honest with ourselves, we we really see that we are messy because of sin. And I think it's if we're being completely honest, like we're really messed up and. We just need a lot of help and our relationships and our lives are just so full of moral failure and failure in general. So, but this is what Jesus says. He says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30. So this is the only place in the Bible where Jesus reveals his heart, this actual heart. And sometimes we talk about the gospel, but we don't really talk about the heart of Christ that much. And this is his posture towards humanity. This is his aim in coming to us to make us like him. So in the commentary on Philippians, I received from my college send-off gift, you know, shout out to Joe Calio and um, my friends in college. So it says, Pastoral needs are uppermost in Paul's mind, and he wishes to root out the pride that feeds the division, competitive spirit, and quarreling in the community, community which threatens to tear it apart. And so, this is the the context of Philippians when he's writing to them, and he's he just he's looking to help them in this division and uh, competition in their community and this quarreling. He is writing with this in mind, and the heart of Christ just like speaks to it so much. And so, Jesus took up the cross. And not the crown. Our nature, my, like my nature, is to get ahead of other people. You know, we want v- glory and to trip up those around us to boost ourselves. You know, we, we want to be the top dogs. And so Jesus chose to identify with sinful men. This is not the decision you would probably want to make to, you know, pursue glory. So what no one else would do, he chose to do. And we choose to be prideful, but Christ chose to become a servant. So to admit any right to himself, though he fully he was fully sovereign and he could do whatever he pleased, he chose to become a man, suffer ridicule and be tortured. And so the weapon of destruction of the Romans, that sole purpose was to make examples of criminals, was taken by our Lord Jesus to show what love is. So two-time Olympian U.S. half-marathon and marathon record holder, Ryan Hall, Hall has an interesting podcast on this topic and so he's a really cool guy I mean I follow him on Instagram and he's like super inspirational but the cool thing he says this question and he's like do you think you're more likely to achieve your maximum potential if you're motivated by wanting to be beat your competitor or to help your competitor and so he chooses and he talks about this he goes against the norm and says you achieve your maximum potential when you seek to help your competitor And as a Christian, he starts to talk about how Jesus was the model of mastering the inner mental game, as he calls it. And so he really wanted people to do better than himself. And so in a way of like helping. And so he describes how after the most intense torture ever, Jesus starts to pray for his enemies. He prays for their forgiveness. And this love is unimaginable. And so Ryan Hall described how that has changed his life. And so seeing Christ can help him let go of 
of things and actually want to pray for the people that want to destroy him in competition. And, you know, it's, it's a powerful thing when you respond to aggression in a way where you want to help other people. And Christ did not only model that, but he actually enables that. So when you let pride and selfishness grip you, it will take you to be in emotional turmoil. You'll always be in turmoil and worrying about yourself and the, the things around you. But being proactive over your emotions and choosing to respond in a way that, that humble yourselves is really for your best and the best for other people. It's like this is the natural state we were made to be in is surrendering our lives to Christ because we're messed up and we need a lot of help. And so this takes the, the worry off ourselves because as we don't rest in our own moral excellence, we rest in Christ's excellence, it frees us up from this um, selfishness that we're so stuck in. So by Christ dying on the cross, I no longer have to go out and justify myself because Christ has justified me. I don't have to go out and find my worth because my worth is in Christ. And so Christ's humble death and triumph of his resurrection not only destroyed death, but it allows for us to mortify sin in our lives and live like Christ. So for discussion question, the only one I have is, how does the humility of Christ bring light to the verse? And so there's a verse in Philippians that says, to live is Christ and to die is gain. So how does it bring light to the verse, to live is Christ? How does humility of Christ, how does humility of Christ bring light to the verse, to live is Christ? All right. And so in conclusion, thanks for listening to day 11 of the 12 days of Christ Center Miss. And uh, yeah, thanks for my brother again for this awesome intro and outro. He's killing it. And yeah, I'm excited. Um, uh, tomorrow we'll be talking about trusting your king. And so I'm excited. So, trust is humility, bro.